Master of Unlocking podcast. I, I mean, good ideas all around with the fast food challenge. And this week's fast food challenge was the Baconator. That thing's... Well, yeah. Let me ask you guys yes, something about yes. the Baconator. Mm-hmm. Was this thing supposed to have condiments on it or no? Yes. Two condiments. Ketchup and mayo. I got neither of those. It was bacon, cheese, and beef. You get an incorrect baconator then. (laughs) You're going to have to go out and get another one right now. Because it was like just a driest mouthful of food. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, mine was so good. I had a really good baconator. Mine was... Did we all go to the same location, the College Avenue location? I did not. Mm-hmm. I went to the one and the old stomping grounds on uh, Bradford Lane up in front of the Schnooks. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's one up there. I had a yeah. really good Baconator. Man, that sucks that I got. Not, not You got an improper Baconator. Yeah, because I, I ate this thing and I'm like, this sucks. Why would anyone ever order this? Maybe you should go at least get a son of a Baconator. Which is I, also a thing that you can do. Yeah. I mean, it's over now. <laughs> there are things I'd rather eat than nah, that. That's but... true. <laughs> yeah, not another one of a bad sandwich for yeah. your, your perspective. Yeah, but so if I which... had ketchup and mayo on it, it'd be better. And, you know, in doing this, I, I realized, and I think I said it last time too, but mm-hmm. I, vegetables are extremely important on a burger <laughs> is what I'm learning from this experience. <laughs> From you the have some lettuce, you gotta have some tomato, maybe even a slice of onion, but just dry like that, you, you just it's it you can't do it. It's bad. Yeah. I, I thought mine was great. I would I'm gonna go ahead and get my number. I'm gonna give it an eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh mine was correct as well, Logan. I give it a seven. Okay. It was good. That was good. Yeah. Caleb, the question I have for you is now, which one was better, the Bacon King? Oh man! Or the Baconator? Because both were dry for you, but at least wise the Bacon King had some ketchup and mayonnaise on it. Well, I think maybe that's why I give it to the Baconator. Actually, is because they were about the same, and my Bacon King was made properly. <laughs> that so maybe that means that the Baconator is just better. <laughs> it is. It is a better. It is a better sandwich. It's, better. it's not nearly as large. Which is a weird thing to say about the Baconator. Mm-hmm. But it's not the size of that Bacon King thing. That Bacon King's a little too big. Yeah, it is it is way too large. Yeah. 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 I uh, also made... So my daughter, who has all of a sudden become a cheeseburger aficionado, I guess, uh, she had the Baconator the other night where she didn't have it, but she tried mine and I had to pull it away from her because she was going to eat the whole thing and I wasn't going to be able to properly rate this thing. <laughs> uh, so tonight we uh, decided, I was like, okay, you want you want, she wanted a burger and she wanted to get the Baconator. And I was like, okay, I just went to Wendy's. Like, we're not gonna, we're not doing this again. Uh, so I was like, all right, what if we do some Red Robin? Like, have a have a proper restaurant burger uh it's lodged for me it's still lodged about right here uh i had the the what do they call it the golden red robin 
which is uh, they basically everything. So it's a it's the burger, the cheese, the tomato, the lettuce, the mayo, fried egg. Uh, yeah, like it's it, bacon. I think I don't know if I said bacon or not, but yeah. So bacon and egg, all that all that good stuff. But I, I think I also they, they gave you a lot of steak fries too. And I, I don't know why I just didn't stop eating the steak fries, but I think that was that was probably my downfall. You order online, you can get the because you know how they have bottomless fries in the mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. You can order yourself the second serving too. Mm-hmm. That Did is you what, do that. That is what happened. Yes, because well, I was, I I figured I I left some because I the one serving just isn't quite enough, but a second serving is too much. Like mm-hmm. I just want a few more from that second serving, but you know, it is what it is. And. uh but yeah, my my daughter just got a regular bacon cheeseburger. She liked it. She she said it was better than the baconator. So, but that is a proper okay. restaurant burger. That is not a fast food. Yeah, we'll have to keep checking in on the uh, what does Logan's daughter think? <laughs> of yeah, we almost she, burgers. She she is really becoming kind of her own little uh, cheeseburger. Um, I don't know, snob, I guess, for the like. <laughs> she's, but well, mainly fast food, though. So that's, uh, but yeah, that baconator, she was, she was all about it. So Burger King, not so much. She did not care for the, for the Burger King burger, burger not a flame broiled for person. It does take a, it does that's take, fair. it's a special kind of thing, BK. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> it's, an acquired it's like an adult fast food taste. Yeah. Also, like Caleb said, if they when they do the when they do their vegetables right, I, I love yeah, a Whopper I mean, the lettuce yeah. and tomato on there—that's real good. Uh, so, what is next week's challenge? I feel like there's a few. I feel like there's a few new things floating around before we head over to the Monster Burger. If we wanted to, you know, take a week off of the bacon cheeseburger nonsense. What do you think? I don't care. Yeah, what's the? Do have you seen anything new? Uh, I did see a goofy thing at Dairy Queen. Uh, rotisserie chicken bites. What? <laughs> I think they've had those, but I would. I would try it. It's like you can because you can get them as part of the rotisserie. Like you can make it a basket and get the fries and the bread and the gravy and all that stuff. Like, oh my god, that's so weird. Sorry, it's like. Boston Market Nuggets. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, that was I. I saw it come in. Uh, it was like you know you get those newspaper flyers every week of the like, hey, here's some like the grocery deals and stuff. This was on that list. Let's it was, do it. It was on the Dairy Queen. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's totally fine. Is DQ on DoorDash? It better be. <laughs> I can't order this. I can't actually say this to a person. You can do. Um... Uh, pick up through them at not on the college one but on the veterans one you can oh. do an order and pick it up so if okay. that helps yeah. <laughs> yes it's, it's yes, featured yeah, sure. right now caleb so i don't know if it is a rotating thing but like i, I think up the website, i think i've seen like, that before but yeah, I, I could I mean, rotisserie child style chicken bites basket six piece <laughs> oh god yeah hold on I have to re read the description because this isn't just a description of what it is. Family dinner is a time to gather everyone around the table <laughs> to enjoy a home cooked meal. It's a chance to catch up on the week and chat with the people you love the most. We just wish we could experience it more often. DQ has a solution, a solution that tastes like your family's home cooking. Doesn't 
Doesn't require any kitchen cleanup and can be enjoyed any day of the week. A yummy, tasty flavor-packed solution that, okay, okay, we'll tell you. Rotisserie-style chicken bites. These bites are perfect for chicken lovers looking for a chicken option that can deliver both great taste and big smiles Monday through Friday, Saturday, and even on Sunday. Whenever you need a meal that will have your taste buds packing their bags for a trip down memory lane, DQ Rotisserie-style chicken bites are exactly what you need. The rotisserie-style chicken basket comes with six pieces of 100% white meat chicken, Texas toast, french fries, and a side of house-made Hidden Valley Ranch or your choice of dipping sauce. No matter where where you are or day of the week at DQ, happy tastes good. I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few as well. That's why I was like, wait a minute. What is going on You can like raise your hand and zoom somehow, can't you? Uh, I think that's teams, (laughs) but but yes, go ahead first, Caleb. Um. Wow, how, where to even start here? Does Dairy Queen think that they are like family food? <laughs> I mean, I you get the family together to go for ice cream, you know? I right. mean, that's kind of a thing, I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, question number two. House made Hidden Valley Ranch? What? <laughs> it does say house made. I didn't. Like, are they making it in the DQ? Like, they're. I mean, Did they uh, just get like the packet? And that's the what sour I'm saying. Is this is just sour cream and, and the packet. I mean, that could very well be. Also, okay. So, next question. Mm-hmm. Um, do they think that people are going to want to eat there every day of the week? Is that what they were insinuating? I think it's just good any day of the week. Not every day, just any day of the week. It's good. Like, even on Sunday, just is what they so confused mentioned. by this marketing. Uh, I'm confused about why my taste buds are taking a trip down memory lane for rotisserie chicken bites. Is this a is this a callback to something? Like is rotisserie chicken like not a thing anymore? Because I'm pretty sure every time I go to a grocery store, rotisserie chicken's there. Like this isn't a you gotta thing you gotta be there early though. If you get if you get to a grocery store after six p.m., there is no more rotisserie chicken. They are all gone. Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Well, the ear, I mean, you know, the early birds. Early birds. Yeah, they're in there at four o'clock. chicken. Getting yeah. their daily grocery run in, and then they, you know, they nab themselves some chicken for dinner. Yep. Because they're not going to go to a restaurant. I mean, restaurants too expensive. And they're going to get their dinner from the grocery store, like a civilized person, not does, like us savages. Mm-hmm. This does say rotisserie style, so it's not like they've got a chicken rotating back there all day where they're picking off of for this rotisserie style chicken bite. <laughs> yeah, this is this is weird enough. We have to try it. I think. <laughs> the description just had. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like sure, this is a weird thing. All right, so rotisserie style chicken bites. It is. Why did they ask? What I. Yes, it's a business partnership, like anything, mm-hmm. which is why they're recommending the ranch. But like, rotisserie chicken and ranch. I don't know. Yeah, what I love I ranch, but like, Jason, wouldn't I go gravy, is, mashed potatoes? We put ranch on everything here. Not okay. always, but <laughs> in the past decade, yes. <laughs> okay, so while we're talking dipping sauces, what is everybody getting for their dipping sauce here? Yeah, I, I don't right? know if gravy, I want, right? I will, yeah, gravy. Gravy. Rotisserie chicken says gravy to me. But. Yeah. It doesn't well, say ranch. Like, it doesn't say barbecue. It says gravy. That's the thing that makes DQ unique, right? Like, you can get well, a true. side of gravy. Yeah. yeah. And it's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, so man. You dip, your, you dip your Texas, Texas toast, toast in there. In there. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. A, I, yeah. Okay. This is weird enough. I feel like we had to get it. That's why. Yeah, this I, is the one. I I do feel like this is the one food item that has sparked the most conversation before we've eaten it. So, here we go. That's when I saw it. I was like, "This has got. This is weird. Like, we got to do this. It's got us written all over it. <laughs> it does. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I am sad that the new game of the week. Has not been delivered to me yet. Thank yeah. you, Gamefly and US Mail. But uh, uh, you guys both have it. Tell me how Persona 5 Strikers is and what I'm missing out on. It is a lot more like Persona 5 than I thought it would be. <laughs> it like is combat style and everything? or No, no, no. Like combat's the one thing that's different. Hmm. So far, anyway. Um, I... I'm only about two hours in um, because it's doing the the, the Yakuza thing for me where I just want to play and it keeps bringing me more cutscenes. So I'm like, every time I go into it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to power through this. And I get through like one or two more scenes and I'm like, I'm not in the mood to watch any more of this right now. I thought this was going to be a, you go in, you it's light loosely based around persona five and you're just slashing stuff and having a good time. And that's not what it is. It is. They tried to replicate persona five, <laughs> um, but with a different combat style. <laughs> hmm. So it's a different story though, right? Yeah. It's okay. a, it's definitely a sequel. Okay. Yeah, Jason, how far did you make it in? I am six hours in. Um, it's, Caleb is correct. The surrounding, the surrounding world outside of combat is much like Persona Five. Um, it gives you the, it gives you everything you want. Like it's fan service out of the gate. Like beneath the mask, first track you hear. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's why I'm here. This is why I came here. The music is is one of the reasons why I'm here. Um, and so the soundtrack so far is like great. The new stuff is great. The old stuff is great. Um, Caleb's right. It's pretty heavy on story. Like the cutscenes are persona cutscenes. Like it's voice acted, at least for the most part, Caleb, have you noticed yeah. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. All the returning voice actors, which is great. Oh, good. Um, I think it's kind of, it is, I mean, it, it's, it's a game so far in my opinion a game for people that have played persona 5 and 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 loved it so it's after it's after people like us because we like that world we like the characters and we like mm-hmm. their relationships um it uh it makes me laugh just because i know those characters because i spent god 115 hours with <laughs> right. them you know caleb did that twice um the the actual gameplay part of it the hack and slash part um that's its weakest point to me i'm not sure how much i enjoy that really but i really do like the characters probably enough to power through that so far anyway um i'm approaching the first the first boss um they call it jail the dungeons are basically jail but it's like an open world style um of uh not mementos but palaces. Um, yeah palaces 
they call that what do they call it not the subconscious the metaverse thank you thank you the metaverse so it is a form of the metaverse but it is definitely different like it's not a palace or a quote-unquote dungeon um from what i from what i can tell that is a little bit different um it does have social link stuff in it but it's uh, mostly persona 5 light in that way um you're not going into big bang burger and like doing a food challenge with ryuji you know you're just kind of they're like a vendor like you stay outside and you buy a burger and it's like an hp item you know what i'm saying okay so there are some social links but i haven't seen anything nearly as deep as persona 5 like the way you spend your days um that may change but it seems a little bit stripped out in that way to me um but otherwise i i think it's i think it's pretty close um there's a day schedule but nothing nothing is expansive or the options for you just aren't there like persona 5 in my opinion yeah so we'll see i don't what do you think about the combat so far caleb uh i've only done like the first little mini there's like a a section of you're like in the sewers or something um, so i don't so, have a ton in on it yet but it's basically the tutorial i think yeah that acts as a tutorial and even there's more tutorial as you get to the first palace quote unquote and the first yeah. person first heart that you want to change um I have a feeling though that there's gonna be a lot of the combat that i just don't really engage with <laughs> because it seems like you don't really need to it seems like if you find a thing that works you can just kind of do it over and over um and then like I don't know, like using the gun seems a little out of place because there are like hundreds of enemies on the screen. Why would I whip out a gun and just shoot one of them? You know, like it, stuff like that just seems a little unnecessary to me, but maybe there is like a deeper strategy later to it later. I don't know. I haven't seen that either, to be honest. I, I'm really, there's a lot on the screen too yeah. for those interactions. There's music in there they're shouting directions at you, your fellow party members are, and it's a lot. There's a ton of stuff on the screen, too much, like too much. It's really hard to tell what's going on because the UI is out of control. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's not particularly challenging, like you said, Caleb. So, and that's really, I mean, that is like, way low on the list like that's certainly not why i'm playing this game like i don't like yeah. those kind of games i don't like dynasty warriors and i'm coming to play a dynasty warriors game you do know you what i mean there, do you think there are people that are like aficionados of that style of game <laughs> that are Maybe. just coming to this be- because it's that style of game god i hope not because the 50 percent to 60 percent of it depending upon how much narrative is in this game yeah isn't isn't going to make any sense to them unless they enjoyed persona 5 as well but like this is for persona 5 fans like that's that's it i mean in the way that a dancing or rhythm game is when they do a spinoff like that or a fighting game like so that's my opinion so far i don't know if that'll change very much but i have an open mind about it right now and i get to i get to see them talk to each other for 15 minutes after every time i'm in a dungeon (laughs) so that's kind of why i'm there yeah i just want some i just want something to hook me i want something to like make me want to keep playing it and so far i haven't seen i don't know that, if that's but... gonna happen caleb well, yeah, you know, if you you're gonna want to a child 
I mean, that's that Kamashita stuff comes in hot too. Right. Like I also thought of that. Like you hate him right away. You know what I mean? And it just like takes off from there. And the first, the first dungeon is like, I can't even tell you why we're doing it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. Like, I, I, they, they feel passionately that they need to help people, but it's, it's like, it's certainly weak compared to Kamashita. Also, there's a ton of character development that happens in Persona 5 as you acquire party members, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and so one thing I will say that is kind of the opposite of that is Futaba is like a functioning human being now because of her friends and how they helped mm-hmm. her in Persona 5. So it's really awesome to watch her interact with everyone like as a developed person. And the reason why she she's saying what she's saying and can have like normal conversations is because they saved her, mm-hmm. you know? Is it so? Jason, that's kind of cool because I know where she came from. I know her origin story. Yeah. But I mean, that once again is only for people that play Persona 5. Is it just me or does the the character design kind of reflect that they're a little bit older now? Maybe I'm just like projecting that onto them. But to me, it kind of makes it look like they're maybe a couple years older. I think only in only in their attire because their oh, attire has it. changed. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, I like on is on's definitely wearing something different that's actually not as salacious, really, at times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's also from like even a performance perspective, though, too, Caleb. Like, that could be too. They've all talked about how they're different. You know, they spend a good chunk of time in their first cutscenes, like, this is what I'm doing, this is what you're doing, and I'm so glad to see you. And that that to me felt awesome because it's like you guys haven't been hanging out like twenty four seven after after you saved the world. Like you haven't you haven't I mean, no, they've they've gone their separate ways. So that's kind of neat because you're reuniting with these characters too, you know. Like it's been a while. I didn't play Persona Five twice, like, you know, so mm-hmm. I would I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to see what's what they've what they've got going on. But I you know, to Kayla's point, like, whew, we'll see. It's certainly not Persona 5. It's know? got a lot to live up to, too. So <sighs> I, mean, I think it's, you know, tempering our expectations here of what it's going to be. You know, the. Right. I'll be curious to see if, because we, like, unanimously, the three of us, as far as, like, the way that we, the way that we feel about, games as a collective and us as a collective like persona five for the three of us together as a group Mm -hmm. so having factoring that in like maybe the most beloved game in the history of our little project here combining together Mm -hmm. i do wonder how many of us will finish this and i i have no idea and maybe it'll bounce off of all of us. Maybe we'll all three like it enough to finish it. Maybe a few of us finish it. Have, I, I I'm really curious to see where 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 that lands this year. Have they done this before with a Persona game? In different ways, Maybe. but I don't think the style of game have they, Kevin. Well, um, I mean, usually it's like a spinoff in a completely different like art style and setting and everything. Um, trying to think if they've had. Because you got like the uh, the Q games, which were on 3DS. 
Oh, yeah. But those were like chibi game. style and a completely different style of gameplay. Okay. You got the dancing games. Yeah, the dancing games are their own weird things. But like I've like before, like like Persona Four yeah. Golden is essentially what Persona Five Royal is, right? Yeah, you have it. There's um, Persona Three. Uh, there's a epilogue. They did make an epilogue for that. Yeah. But that's like literally a sequel. So, and, this... and then there's Persona 4 Arena. Yeah, which is there's a fighting, the fighting game. games. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't think that they've ever done anything like this. And it is like, I mean, it's a fully fleshed out game for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. Do we know a time on this? 40 ish. Like a... Yeah, not 100. But... No. Yeah, forty hours. I mean, a time investment for sure is what I heard. I haven't done how long to beat. I don't know if you. That's did. what I was just yeah, gonna pull it up here. You pulling it up. I had to, you know, pull it up and then, you know, look again at my. Uh, yeah, thirty-five and a half hours from main story, main plus extra forty-three completionist fifty-four. Yeah, so if completionist is fifty-four, this is nowhere near. Yeah, Persona, Persona, 5. F- Persona 5 Royal Completionist is 144. <laughs> yeah. Persona 5 Regular Completionist is 172. That's surprising that Royal is less. Maybe because a lot of people that already played Persona 5 kind of know what they were doing going that into Royal. Be. That could be. Yeah, I was just trying to look at like all the other stuff in here, like the other Persona games. I mean, yeah. The other thing too is like if you look at the release calendar, I don't know if there's a whole lot coming up. <laughs> so maybe we can afford to put some time into this. I don't know. Yeah, there's not really anything happening until May. At this yeah, point, unless you're into Returnal, <laughs> hey, I might, I might April, try that. So. I'll try Returnal. Yeah, I just, uh, and then I might Returnal it back. I don't know. <laughs> well done. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess games wise, uh, I Caleb, I saw you play. What did you, you were playing? Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. So yesterday, I had our a group of four friends that needed a fifth to play some Heroes of the Storm. So okay. I was like, all right, fine, I'll play. Is this a card-based game? No, this is a MOBA. It's kind of like, it's like a much simplified version of either Dota or League of Legends. Okay. Uh, it's made by Blizzard. So it's got all the Blizzard characters in it, like mm. the StarCraft guys, a bunch of Overwatch characters, a bunch of Warcraft guys, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it is like, it's fun but it's i don't know how anybody could play this game competitively because it's just like it's first of all it's so simple there's no items there's it's basically just you know go forward and kill people uh and you do level up through a match but like it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of strategy to it it's just kind of like you go in and do your thing and then also on top of that it seems like there are some characters in there that might just be kind of broken <laughs> like way overpowered hmm. there was we we fought this one team that had this guy that was like this giant dragon i don't remember his name now 
but he could he was invulnerable to basically everything and we were we thought we were having so much trouble with him because we just couldn't do any damage to him like we could not kill this thing we get him down low and then he would like he he has an ability where he can fly around uh so he would just go fly and then by the time he landed again he'd be at full health so we were like well, what do we even do here so stuff like that makes me think like yeah this is this game can be fun for a little bit but i, I don't know if anybody's going to really play this seriously and that's probably why the reason that they wanted to play was because it's the blizzcon was last week i think yeah and as part of that they um they as a celebration they made every character in uh heroes of the storm free to play for a month or something so um i i would i would hop on and play it again with with that same group but like I, that's not something i'm gonna get seriously into you wouldn't hop on by yourself and no, go hook up with no. some randos nope mm. yeah if i'm gonna do anything like that i would i would i would try to play dota just because it's it seems like there's a whole lot more strategy involved and a whole lot, lot more layers to it mm. how old is heroes of the storm it's been out for a while right yeah yeah four five years maybe maybe yeah. longer i don't know yeah i mean overwatch is what three or four years old now right yeah yeah uh, twenty. When did that come out? Twenty sixteen, right? 16? sixteen, I believe. I think it is sixteen. I forget if that's on the wall. Is that game good enough for the wall? <laughs> I don't no. think. I think it's a no. <laughs> uh, no, it's there. Oh, there take it go. down. It's uh. Yeah, that that might be evidence that you need to take it down. Uh, L M N. No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. All right, I can't see it. There, it's there. There but. have been enough new games this year that I was I was thinking that I was going to have you guys tackle my personal list with me and kind of check me on some things mm-hmm. and as the people that know me well enough. But there's been a trickle, like enough trickle of new stuff that we haven't had to go there or I've not felt the need to go there because, you know what I mean? Like we've played a few things here and there. And we've had some TV too, but you know what? I think next week could be the week. Could be. I don't Unless see. We get like deep into strikers. <laughs> right. I guess I'm just looking at the release calendar. There's nothing next week, and I don't think there's any new TV either. There is zero new new TV next week. It is bizarre. <laughs> like literally nothing. The guy who the watches first... all the pilots is going. I don't know. There's just nothing this going. The, here. the first. I think it's this upcoming. It was either this upcoming Friday or last Friday. Mm-hmm. Was the first Friday in since Netflix has existed. Mm-hmm. that netflix uh hulu hbo max and disney plus uh well no sorry disney plus did so just the first three but those those three have did not have a major release on on the friday for the first time ever <laughs> like what i don't know what's going on in tv right it's now it's probably pandemic related yeah, i mean how many shows are truly producing stuff versus you know that it's just harder and harder to do that so the the content flow yeah. is finally dried up probably yeah. what it is is because you think about like where tv production is this would be stuff that probably should have been shot in march of last year probably yeah. just, you know it's not happened speaking of that though mm-hmm. are we pivoting to tv yeah i don't have anything else for games <laughs> i literally <laughs> I, I played like a little bit more yakuza that there's my games for this week 
Um, I have officially given up, retired the pilot watch. It is no longer a thing I am doing. What 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 <laughs> broke you? Um, Superman and Lois, I think, broke me. <laughs> okay. Because it is it's a CW show, so you know what you're getting. You know, oh yeah, it's a lot of teen drama. A lot of teen drama. A lot of it's like CBS for teens. Like you know what you're gonna get. It's just for a different audience, you mm-hmm. know. And like the pilot, for whatever reason, they decided to do a full hour. And at like minute 35, I was just like, I don't want to watch any more of this. Is it supposed <laughs> to be an hour long show? Yeah. Because I remember Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, starring Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane, was an hour long show. Maybe, maybe that was it. But I figured that they just did like a commercial free premiere and then the rest of them will be 44 minutes or whatever. But I don't know. Could be. I, I I will never know because I'm not watching that show anymore. Uh, but then I looked at the rest of the list and I was just like, here's a bunch of stuff on here that I would need to catch up on. And I don't I don't want to like that. Like Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. I did end up watching Punky Brewster and it was it was dreadful. It's just so bad. But I, I mean, maybe I don't have any nostalgia for the original Punky Brewster. I don't know. Do people have nostalgia for Punky Brewster? <laughs> yeah, if you're like 80. <laughs> I, I'm i trying to think of what age group, like, what? when did the first Punky Brewster come out? Cause, it was like the early 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. I'm going to look that up here because like, <sighs> Punky Brewster, 84 to 88. Yeah. So yeah. So Logan, we were like, not even. Like we weren't aware yeah, of television. No, we would have seen this not maybe like in we like were with syndication. Like, I guess. Yeah, but I was too busy watching Dragnet on Nick at Night. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, did did Punky Brewster ever even make it to Nick at Night? Like, I feel like. Not. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't have been on our Nick at Night, I guess. Like, because our Nick at Night was like. 50s 60s sitcoms maybe a little bit of 70s yeah but they like gradually moved up they did i guess but i'm thinking like my prime nick at night days like i you know i think i start i quit watching nick at night when laverne and shirley came on i was like yeah this is too new for me i don't like it like, yeah logan this... and i were watching the same stuff green acres mr ed mm-hmm. like Dick van dyke my, show yeah i guess my point there is like if it never made it to Nick at Night as a show that people wanted to watch on repeat, then like, why would you reboot it? For us, it would have been, I would say that Punky Brewster, if it was good enough, it should have been on USA or TBS syndication yeah, for us, yeah. like our cable yeah, prime. Like, and I don't think it I, ever I don't was even there. remember this ever being on syndication. So I'm just, I'm confused, like where the audience for this is. I don't either. I'm not really sure. Cause yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Punky Brewster. I knew of the, the show's existence, but beyond that, I don't think I've ever watched an episode. I couldn't tell you the premise of the show, other than it was a dark-haired girl was the main character. Yeah, I did. I, I, I watched the original um, first episode mm. just to know what it was, and it's like just a young orphan girl runs away from the orphanage and this guy finds her and then ends up adopting her. That's basically it. Okay. But the new, the, well, I guess it's not a reboot. It's a, what do they, what do they call it? It's a, 
uh, re, I don't know. I don't know what you call Because it, it's but not it, really it a picks reboot up. because it's like it picks up where Right. the same character is there. She's just, you know, 30 years older. Yeah. Yeah. And the actor that played the, the guy is long dead. So he's obviously not on the show. That's <laughs> His picture is on the wall in their apartment. ah, well, that's kind <laughs> of funny. sure. Um, I can't. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't really watch anything new this week. Uh, continued. It's a sin. Uh, did you watch any more of that, Caleb? No, I didn't, but I, I want to. Uh, so we've watched. We're on episode. We just finished episode. Well, I shouldn't say we just finished. We're about done with episode three. Um, we were watching a little bit this afternoon while we were folding clothes, and then the kids came back inside, and we we're like, "Yep, we got to turn that off." Like, um. Uh, my wife doesn't want to watch it before bed anymore because it's too damn depressing. That's, that's where we are with that show. Like we went to like, I want Sounds like a good HBO show. mm -hmm. that, that is exactly where it is. It, uh, yeah. For that show only being five episodes. Just fire up. I know this much is true right after that. You guys will be in great shape. <laughs> well, you know, you, you could lead into it with Chernobyl. It would be great. Hey, Chernobyl's upbeat compared to some of that stuff, man. Yeah, dude, Chernobyl I'm serious. is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible, but like, it's like it doesn't remind you of like God. I feel like this could happen to my neighbor, and I'm really sad. <laughs> Yeah, Chernobyl doesn't at least make you like the people that are dying. This show makes you like the people that are dying, and that sucks. <laughs> so that's Yeah. that's Yeah, Caleb, the issue. I thought about I thought about um I didn't say this last week, but I was thinking more about this show because I will watch it. I just wasn't able to this week. And um that's one of my favorite parts of I know Logan fell off the deuce, but that was one of my favorite parts of the deuce is how they handled the AIDS um epidemic. Like around all of those characters that you've grown to care about over three seasons. And I, you know, I just, well, I mean, <sighs> David Simon could do anything and I would think it's amazing. I'm a total mark for him. So I get that. But, um, But yet you didn't watch Big Sky. yeah, I know. I apologize. I did actually watch 15 minutes of it. I saw the trucker <laughs> guy be creepy and take a teenager, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. yeah, And, no, that's what happened. Okay. All right. That's, I mean, it's pretty on the nose in that way. <laughs> um, Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. So I wonder if it's affecting in that way. Cause you see these characters like get sick and struggle and um, they're in varying relationships and it's, it's Yeah. tough. It was tough at the end If of the deuce. So I bet if this that's is the more part of you that. yep, if that's the part you you remember about the deuce, then you're gonna love this show. Even Yeah. after the first episode, I can tell you that. Yeah, Wow. it's Okay. it gets into a lot of even the details behind like them not knowing what to do from a public health perspective. Like somebody comes in with all of a sudden and they test positive for it. How do we handle this this patient now? Like they get into that kind of stuff and then how that affects everyone's personal lives around them. Because... Yeah, it was, I mean, it's like they started in 1981. I'm in 1986 right now is where we're at. So it's not good. <laughs> it's good, but not good. I mean, 
not good for sounds their like, whole, yeah sounds like an hbo show it is so, depressing as one hell. of the one of the interesting things to me i was listening to an interview with the creator or the showrunner i guess and mm. he said that um from the in the beginning he he got the impression that hbo or the people that he was pitching it to wanted him to do kind of a year by year um and do like season one is 1982 season two is 1983 and move that way mm-hmm. he just automatically he was just like no that is absolutely not what i want to do i want to tell he said that one of his biggest frustrations in tv is when they were when there is an interesting story to tell and people wait to tell it so his whole theory behind this show was like i i want to get this all out like in five episodes make it interesting the whole way through and then move on to a different project there will not be a season two of this there is nothing mundane that ever happens in that show not one thing they they hit the highlights yeah they hit the highlights of these people's lives and they are moving right the fuck on there is nothing that happens in that show that is mundane he said that he he like um he'll give other writers notes on their projects and he said the number one note he always gives people is um, if it's not interesting now, then don't do it. He said, like, his biggest frustration is like when he's like, well, this character is boring. You should just take this character out. And then the writer comes back and says, yeah, but that's going to be our main antagonist for season two. So we need him in there. And he said, no, don't, <laughs> no, don't do that because you're, you're making a boring part of your TV to set that up, make it interesting now or don't do it. And that I think in that first episode and, and from what you say, I think that really does come through on this show. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard pivot. That's one of the things that I um, I think I'm the only one that watches the Kurt uh, Kurt Sutter show Sons of Anarchy and the Mayans. But that's one of those things in a a different. I don't know how to like. They're like comic books moving, right? It's not an HBO yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah, that's they're, a good way to describe fa- that. Probably they're fantastical. You know what I mean? Like they're ridiculous. Um, uh, but they're good. I enjoy them. And those shows are like that, Caleb. Like, they go right away. Or The Shield, way back when, one of the things I loved about The Shield. Caleb, you've even seen the first episode of The Shield. Like, they go for it right away. They don't leave anything on the table. Yeah. Because you're not guaranteed. Like, you figure it out, you know. But go hard right away and then figure it out. Like that's that's what I've always loved about his style. The shows that he makes, it's similar in that way, only that way. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's great. Why waste time? Just get to it, and then if people like your show well enough, then figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. I Don't just be lost. Uh, yeah, whatever. yeah. I mean, not every show exactly. should do that. That's for sure. Right. But if that's the the style he wants to go with, then go with it yeah that's the that's the thing i'm finding really interesting about listening to these these interviews with showrunners and writers and and stuff every week is like everyone's philosophy is slightly different there's not one correct answer to it but it's just like to hear their thought process behind why they did the things they do is just super interesting mm-hmm. speaking of a uh, comic book we are Caleb and i would assume we're at the we finished the penultimate episode of WandaVision this week. Yeah. Uh, Different style than the weeks before, but still very good. I don't know. It'll be interesting where they go with the ending of this. Yeah, I think 
yeah personally i don't like this kind of episode um it was a it was kind of a big flashback uh, yeah and a lot of the stuff that they showed i think at least to me was super obvious already <laughs> right yeah i think so a lot of it, it was, was kind of just like it just seemed like they were stalling for time i don't know it was weird i think that part of it was her character is not well known in the marvel universe I think that was part of it of like, who is Wanda Maximoff? Yeah. I think that was more of the part of it. Cause even when they did the previously on WandaVision, they didn't show a lot of other stuff from WandaVision. They showed stuff from the movies. Yeah. Which made me think like, okay, like they're really doing a, this is her origin story show. That was yeah. to me what it was. And so if, so for the general public who has no idea that because they never have referred to her as the Scarlet Witch in the movies. They did. They, well, in the movies they didn't, but they no. finally did in the show. <laughs> but it took until this week. Yeah. I mean, that's so that's where we're like, that's what I guess I mean is this. This was her origin story show. Yeah. I so I, I was actually thinking about this a little bit and I'm, I was trying to figure out why I don't like it when TV shows do flashbacks. And I think my problem with it is that when, when you go back in time, in my head, I've already filled in all the blanks. And oh. that, so that either goes one of two ways. It mm. goes exactly the way I had it in my head. And then I feel like it was a waste of time because I already knew it. Or it goes a, a, a different way than I had in my head. And I don't like that because obviously, you know, I came up with it. So in my head my version is better you know uh, like i get so that like either way it's a lose-lose for me when you do a flashback mm. because so just just stop putting things in your head i mean that's... I, can, yeah, I mean that's oh sure let's just do stop that. thinking just, you know let's just stop thinking you're bad caleb <laughs> you know stop stop doing that right. get yourself in trouble when you think no it was but like it, so for me yeah i knew a lot of that stuff and everything but yeah and in this case it was the first one where i think they kind of they covered a lot of the stuff that I already kind of had had in my head as what happened in the past. If if there was a a Scarlet Witch movie that was her origin story, and then also had another plot to it, they just did it in reverse because yeah. the plot of this is what has been happening from episode one through seven, and the origin story happened in episode eight. They just flipped everything around for this. But, yeah. you know, also, hey, she's been in five Marvel movies at this point, too. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I think yeah, five. I'm really curious how they wrap it up. We'll yeah, because, like, is it going to actually wrap up? Is it just going to lead into another movie? Is it going to wrap up but then have a end credit scene that leads to another movie? That's, yeah. I mean... I don't know if it'll. They, have, yeah. Somebody did ask. Um, is it is it is his name Feige? Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige. It's just Feige. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, he uh, he said at this point there's no plans for a season two of WandaVision, but that's not a hard no. If he if there's a story for it or an opportunity, he he's okay with going. I with it, so from what I understood, yeah, this was just supposed to lead into another set of movies. It's supposed yeah. to be a standalone story, but. It's been overly successful, but I yeah. don't know how you do a season two of this right. Right. Because, th I mean, this show has been 
special for what it has been. I, you can't, you can't recreate that magic again. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm curious how the next one's going to do because it seems like it's a little more grounded and a little more actiony. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Marvel so, show now. I mean, it's yeah. a, it is a Marvel movie at this point. So well, I mean the next, uh, the next Marvel show. Um, oh yeah. Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That, yeah. that to me looks like a procedural show that just happens to yeah. star two people from the Marvel universe. And I have very low expectations for that show. So yeah, coming off of WandaVision, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that show is going to be received. Yeah. It, it's going to be an action procedural. And if it, if it remotely even can touch like what Captain America and the Winter Soldier was from that standpoint, if they try to hit that note of kind of more of a spy thriller show, it might be okay. But I, I guess I have low expectations for it. Yeah. We'll see. So I think that's basically it for me that I didn't watch a ton. Yeah. I watched a lot of basketball this week. Actually. I did too. I watched <laughs> a lot of basketball, played a lot of DraftKings this week was kind of my thing. I just felt like every day this week, I just had a headache from the weather changing and stuff. And I just was like, I just want to go lay down and sit on my phone and have some basketball on. Like I just didn't care. I just yeah. didn't want to do anything. I watched a ton of college this week. I'm yeah, getting, we're getting toward the I'm end getting of the hyped season. for the conference tournaments and then the the overall tournament. And so I've been kind of in the I've been kind of watching like fast forwarding through the NBA games and getting like the national games, but I've mostly been watching like a lot of a lot of like a lot of Michigan who's number three and Baylor lost their first game yesterday. I watched that game and mm-hmm. Gonzaga is still undefeated. So I watched those games and like we're in big 10 country here. So like, I mean, Illinois, is... every team in the big 10 is good. Like every yeah, team. This, somehow <laughs> so, like everybody in the big 10 is good. Like it's entertaining. State, like Illinois game the was... number three and five teams in the country are playing on Tuesday night, you know, like they're just like a regular Tuesday night conference game. So mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to watch well, good that, games because of all the teams that are in our area. Yeah, that's usually the ACC every year, but not that's this really year. interesting too. Is kind of to watch like the like, like Caleb. I don't know if you paid attention, but Duke's bad. Duke is bad. bad. North Carolina is very Carolina okay. Is is gonna barely make the tournament. Probably mm-hmm. they could fall out if they play poorly. Michigan State has been bad until this week, where they beat the number four and five team in the nation after this is Michigan being State, under though. 500. Yeah. But they've been especially bad this year. Like they're under 500 every like, year. Michigan state just like all of a sudden, like ah, February, I guess we'll decide to play now. <laughs> and uh, they come into the tournament with like an 18 and 12 record every year is like a, a not as <laughs> they'll come in with a bad record. If they make it <laughs> 12 seed, next thing you know, they're in the, the elite eight and like, everybody's it's really talking. weird how that can happen on college teams when it's a different squad every year. It's Izzo. Like, I don't but, know what Izzo does yeah. to those guys, but he's the only consistent thing. He It's, he, it's the way that there is a method to it, Caleb. It's, it's the way he schedules. So they play a lot of really good tough teams, teams out of the gate, right. veteran teams that have been around for a while. And it's usually a team that's not played before together. And so they go get their asses handed to them for half a season. And then because they're super talented and they just haven't played together, they start to figure it out, Mm -hmm. but they, he lets them get destroyed 
by good teams uh, <laughs> early in the season. Mm-hmm. And that's, I yeah, think, how it always happens. He'll book them against Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, just whoever back to back to back right off. And then they'll, they start at one and two and they and they figure it out from there. Yeah, because they don't play. They never play like, you know, Iona or St. St. Mary's or anything like that as a warm up game. They just they just go straight into it. But Upper Tennessee State, State Junior College, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and yeah, the, that's the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Oh gosh, you're up That's it. That's right. it for me too. I've haven't been. I've been watching a lot of sports. Haven't watched a ton of TV like you, Logan. I was just like, ah, I just kind of want to relax a little bit, watch a game, go to bed. <laughs> Maybe it is the weather change that's hitting all of us like that, but it's just. I I gotta say, like right reason. here, like just like all the sinus stuff, like in here, just I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, yeah, just... one night I turned on the Lakers game. They were the late game. And then I uh, on my phone, I started scrolling through TikTok and then realized that the Lakers game was over. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wow, there you go. <laughs> Ernie, Kenny, and Chuck are yelling at you, and then yeah. you realize, wait a <laughs> second. <laughs> Speaking of, this week we do have the first episode of the Inside the NBA documentary. Oh really? That is uh, what channel is that on? Is that on TNT? It's it's on. I'm a little curious how. I mean, how hard they're going to go at each other because, well, not at each other, but but it is right after Inside the NBA on Thursday. So the documentary about Inside the NBA is on after a live episode of Inside the NBA. Interesting. It's just you know it's one of those things when you produce your own documentary, like. Are they really going to like hit on some of the hard hitting stuff of that show? Um, it sounds like they're at least going to talk about you know the stuff about how bad Shaq was when he first came on, and they were really going to fire him and what actually turned the corner because he was terrible when he first started. Not saying he's good now. He is still not very good. I would say he's still not very good now. I there's still a lot of times I can't understand what he says, which is not good. Did you guys see when they made him play the the first name game? Yeah. Did you see that, Jason? I did not. So he, which player was it? Siakam. Oh, yeah. So Ernie is like, uh, what do you think about Pascal? And and he's like, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Siakam. And he's like, yes, it's Pascal Siakam. And Shaq was like, oh, I've never heard his first name before. So... (laughs) Yeah. So they made him so like go around him. Yeah. They, go ahead. they picked up five random players and then just put their name, their picture up on the screen with their last name and said, guess the, guess what their first name is. <laughs> he got one right. <laughs> and they weren't about... even really that hard. The, the, like, I guess at the same time, like, if they're willing to like give each other shit like that of just the, like, you really don't know his last name. And then they, the producers around that show that, that make the this all the stupid photoshops and everything else on the fly like those guys are the yeah. real heroes of that show right i mean i mean obviously yeah i mean chuck and kenny and ernie know what they're doing with that but a lot of shack stuff is all pre-set up i would think you know just based on what i've seen over the years but i don't know 
just interesting to see that show and I'd be interested to see the decision to like cut Weber out of the studio show if there's or if they get they into that KG out. yeah the the KG stuff like if they'll if they'll get into that I don't know if they're going to or if they're going to spend a lot of time just talking about the early years and was the arena 21 or area 21 thing bad was that a bad falling out I don't know like yeah, that, sure. that, and um, that, and players only seemed like it was like just a like a cost cutting measure to me more than anything. Like yeah, nothing like that or... nothing like seedy or like disagreement, or it never struck me as that. No, I think it just it was like it lasted a couple of years or whatever, and then just was like, yeah, like it's not it's not gaining any audience. Yeah, like it's. It didn't matter who they put in that slot. They were going to get the same numbers. And like you said, it probably was a cost cutting thing. And that's like, where like, I wish KG would have maybe gone to like, like Showtime Fox productions in the way that, in the way that Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes did, you know, or did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably more KG speed than trying to edit himself for cable TV. Cause that's just not who he is. No. I saw other uh i you know obviously like if you look on the internet at comments and stuff that's a small sample size that's not the majority of people that watch that stuff but there were very few positive things to say about kg and also about players only so i don't i don't know if anybody really liked it <laughs> yeah if they're not getting people to stick around for the post game show or the pre game shows then you know that's part probably part of it. I did see a funny thing this week uh, from a KG interview. Said uh, that anytime he runs into Michael, like Jordan, that Jordan will like pull will like remind him of a time that he dropped like fifty on him, and then he he has a guy like Jordan has a guy that he'll say like, hey, pull that up. And he'll literally pull up that game on his phone and show it to him. Like he's like he's like Jordan has a guy with him at all times just to pull up random ass highlights to rip on people as he comes across them. I believe it. I I believe it too. Like Jordan's ego is out of control. But like and he just even the stories about like him rolling into the wizards. Uh, was it the it was the Wizards, right? Wizards locker room with Rod Strickland and Chris the, Weber there. The smoking bullets. A, it was it was the bullets. The bullets, yeah, the bullets yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, and he walks in just smoking a cigar. Who's checking me tonight? <laughs> just, just that's um, one of the best things Chris Weber's ever done as an analyst. Is tell that story. Oh man, I don't know, Caleb, if you've ever heard that story, you can Google it. It mm-hmm. was on the Dan Patrick Show years ago, but Weber told a story about how he came in pregame when Weber was a was a um, younger rookie uh, rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And said, rolled in with Pippin smoking a cigar and said, which one of you rookies is checking me tonight and just came in and it was Rod Strickland, wasn't it? Tried to psych him out. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was Rod Strickland and he was just, and he said he was going to drop 40 on him and he dropped like 42. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can you imagine in now with social media, how ripped to shred somebody would get for doing something like that? <laughs> if you can back it up, I guess that'd be the other thing though. Yeah. I mean, Jordan could back it up. Like, I mean, if Steph Curry came in and said, I'm going to hit nine threes in your face tonight and did it, you know, whatever. But if 
you know, Draymond comes in and says he's going to, you know, put up 20 on you and puts up eight, like, you know, that's not Draymond's game though either. So it's just, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good trash talker these days. Draymond's about the only one I can think of. There's not really a great, well, that we know of. <laughs> yeah, I guess that we know of, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, got anything else for this week, or what do we? I'm trying to even think of anything else to hit on right now. And who's uh, who wants to volunteer to look at look at their lists? Is that where we're headed during the so. doldrums? It, you, you guys want to look at your lists? Do you want me to be the first, or yeah. does somebody feel passionately that they want to do theirs? And should we do them on a weekly basis, or should we do them all next week? Let's just start with yours. Yeah, let's start with yours, happens. and we'll go from there. Okay. Sounds good. And then if we have another, if we if we blast through it in half an hour, then maybe we pull up something else. Or if it takes us a while, then maybe we push it off to another week. Okay, sounds good. I'll do my I'll do my prep and the just a little preview of that conversation is whether or not something is too hot that it is not on the list right now because it's too recent, and then or it's where I. Yeah, where I where I've reconciled like, okay, this game is two or three years old. This is where it belongs, or help me help me understand like, is this really where it belongs, or do I do I do I talk more about this less than this? What do you from knowing me? Is this the right place for this game? Yeah, and then uh, yeah, or what what number are we going for here? What what uh, I say any number. Okay. Mine will probably be 50-ish. Okay. I say any number. I think I have... Well, if you want to bring all 100 to your wall, that's fine. Well, my wall is technically 132. Well, then that's fine. Just don't bring Overwatch. That's all I care about. Okay. It needs to... <laughs> if, I could get my... if I could get my hands on a copy of Time Killers, it could go. But that's... All right. So coming up in three weeks, Caleb's top thousand games of all time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's fine. I've probably played at least half of them. That's yeah. I was gonna say I was like, I wonder how many. I wonder how many games I've actually played over the years. Like if I actually had to oh, make over a thousand. Oh, over a thousand. Sure. Yeah, it was just a matter of writing them all down. Like I mean, I'm trying to think of like all the bad Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis games I rented over the years. Yeah. You know, it, oh growing man, up, yeah. Hey, yeah, that's I back to the this. box art conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah, like oh, like I mean, I mean, granted, I loved power moves, but uh, you know, not a lot of people did. But I, but I sure picked up power moves because I was, a, I picked up any fighting game, Clay Fighter, I mean, all all of those bad fighting games from played the, the uh, shit out of Clay Fighter, sixteen bit. <laughs> I was a kid. What did I? What What do I know? Primal you know? Rage. What was like? Yeah, there was a there was a lot of bad fighting games. Oh come on, Primal Rage is a good game. It's a good game. I I don't hate Primal Rage. <laughs> I would put Power Moves ahead of Primal Rage. I believe there's another website that was focused on uh, <laughs> ranking fighting games, but we don't need to do that today. But next week we will delve into Jason's uh, top fifty games or more. We'll see where you end up there. I'll start contouring my list a little bit a little more and uh caleb was just gonna have to caleb's gonna have to break a spreadsheet or something to get all thousand on there 
break a spreadsheet. I think they'll go to like 72,000 lines these days. I have, a, it. It I, have close, a quick, I have a quick favor before we adjourn. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Ask you guys if you have the ability to Google something quickly. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen, well, we're talking about box art. Have you guys ever seen the Mega Man 1 box art? <laughs> yes. Logan, have you? Uh, no. What? Oh. Go ahead and Google that with me. Let's take a let's take a look as a team. Do you know the story behind that, Jason? No. Okay. There's a story, Caleb. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let Logan look at it first, yeah. and then let's talk what about that. I don't know the whole story, but I know. You <laughs> see, isn't that crazy? It doesn't even look anything like the game. Where are there palm trees? And palm trees, right? Right. It's like right? a robot at, world. Like, what the hell is going on here? That doesn't look, look at anything. that dude. Is I mean. It, like there's something about his uh his body that's not even right. Like oh, he has yeah, hands or something. He's got a gun. That. Caleb, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. That's what it is. He's got a gun. What the yeah. hell is up with this? So there's a story behind this, Caleb? Well, I think there's probably a much more detailed and interesting story, but from what I understand, like they they hired a guy, they like outsourced this. And they didn't tell him like anything about the project. So he had to just kind of go off bits and pieces of information. And that's his, he was like, this is my best attempt. And they didn't have time to redo it. So they just used it. That's amazing. It's always, Logan, it's always like, it's always stuck out to me as like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, I just, it, it's an atrocious cover, man. Even and Mega it Man looks nothing like bad. Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man 2 is also bad, and it's still him holding a gun, mm-hmm. but it's leastwise a guy in a blue suit with some bosses around him, you know? Like <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't even know what this Mega Man 1 thing is. I see another case here um, that looks a little bit better. Like, Yeah, that could I be like regions. It. Yeah, knows? it could be region specific. Um, I see that one too, Logan. It looks like almost it could be a fan made thing. Like it looks like a like, kid. Oh, stuff. you know what? Look, it says PAL, so that's the Europe one. Oh, Mattel PAL system, yeah. Yep, there you go. Yep. Man. All right, I just wanted. I just as we, I just wanted to do that live on the show with Logan. <laughs> Thank you. That's all. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, made me look at that because that's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Did you, at least, oh, yo, we never got, we didn't talk about the PlayStation State of Play. We we didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should talk about that. Okay, I mean, especially the, at least the big news, the from Final that. Fantasy news. Yeah, so Final Fantasy Seven in re, oh Final Fantasy Seven remake integrate. Uh, is the PS4 to PS5 upgrade uh, if you only have the disc version, correct? Right? Only for the disc version? Or isn't it like, isn't there something goofy with like the disc version or you can't have the PlayStation Plus version, right? Yeah, the PlayStation Plus version you cannot upgrade. Upgrade, right. So, yeah. but like a digital edition, I think that you paid for, you can upgrade. Uh, yeah. So. I was gonna say that'd be weird if you yeah, couldn't. Your save you data, cr- your, yeah, your save data carries over. Yeah, and there is uh, uh, my favorite thing I saw the whole time though was a splash across the screen that was like quality of life upgrades, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like who uses that terminology? I'm glad they did, but um, thought that was interesting. But then we got a a story with with Yuffie. Yeah, an extra chapter is how they phrased it. Do we know the cost of that? 
standalone product? No. Uh, well, okay. So Intergrade is seventy dollars for the disc version or ninety dollars for the digital deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a if you already own a PS4 copy, it's a free upgrade to that. Mm-hmm. But that that does not the free upgrade does not include the extra Yuffie chapter. Oh, that's that's the untold thing from this, yeah. then, right, Caleb? Yep. But it's for all three of us. What does it cost to play the new chapter? Right. Because we're not going to purchase. Well, I mean, unless you want like the integrated box art, maybe. Like, I, I I would understand that, especially for you, Caleb. Like, if you wanted to do that as a collector to own it, like mm-hmm. we'll sure. see what it looks like when it comes out. But yeah, I'm. But I'm yeah, there's probably no price. leaning towards just getting the Yuffie thing, but I don't know how right. much it costs. Yeah, like if, if it's it, uh, forty, then maybe I do go ahead and, and buy a physical a copy. Chapter, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of how long a chapter was in the yeah, game. Yeah, the chapters were like the shortest were was like half an hour, and the longest was only a couple hours. So right. well, they varied. Yeah. So if it's a so chapter, knows? is it like two well, hours? Right. Yeah. And the other thing is they they kind of showed Yuffie. When she saw the other party members at one point and was like, who is that or whatever. So this obviously takes place in the middle of the story. So I kind of wonder if it'll just be mm. like, yeah, it's before the plate falls then. Right. Isn't yeah. it Caleb? Of course. Cause if she's rummaging around the slums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like, if you play this game for the first time, if you'll just get, if you're just be playing and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, here's the UP stuff right in the middle of it. I don't know. Hmm. It'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, either way, I'm really surprised. I I didn't. I didn't. I did not see this coming. I am super excited for it, especially when she came out in that Moogle costume. I was like, (laughs) "Here's my wallet. Take it." (laughs) You're like, you're like me when Hotline Miami Two was announced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't care if that that Moogle costume is a hundred dollars. I will be buying that. That's fair. <laughs> oh, otherwise, was it a ton of stuff out of the? Um, oh, I guess well, there was oh, the 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 other thing. Going back to that mm-hmm. is um, the Yuffie stuff is not available on PS4 at all. Right, it's only PS5, right? And that's supposed yeah. to be like just it's supposed to show off just how the PS5 is going to look with that that engine, right? I do wonder. You guys think that that's a pre like a pre-COVID decision, like development decision. I just, I wonder, because we know now that like graphics cards was just the beginning of supply problems. Like I didn't, I didn't know how lucky we would be to have PlayStation 5s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because they're still hard to find and will continue to be. It seems like. That's that's what made a lot of people mad is, is like, so you're coming out with new content for this game that I already own, but I can't play it because I can't find a console. <laughs> like, yeah, especially people sucks. like recently bought suck. a pro yeah. and they decided they're not ready for a five, right? But they bought a pro to play this. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, I I just think that that's an interesting decision. It's not wonder... until June, so they've got four more months. Yeah, I. They already annou- they announced that they're not going to go back on it. I would imagine they're not no, going to. No, but it's Final Fantasy. It might get delayed another month. Oh, I mean, let's be honest. Sure. Are you saying that it, that PS5s will be more available by that? I'm time? thinking PS5s might be more available by then. 
you know, they're already better now. It's all yeah. It's I mean, like you're not seeing good, them go for a thousand dollars anymore. Yeah, like on eBay and everything else it's, because they're more widely available. It's to the point now. It seems like anyway. It's to the point now where it usually is at launch for a console. We're like, if you want one and you're willing to refresh a web page for a while, you can get one now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, up two months ago, that it, just, it was literally impossible. Yeah. It's one of the, I think that, Logan, I don't know. We probably talked about this a lot, so forgive me. But when was the first time you were actively looking for a console at launch? Like the first time, first generation? Oh. Like, I want one day one. I'm willing to go buy this. Uh, the Dreamcast? Sega, Sega Dreamcast. I Dreamcast, okay. I actually owned two Dreamcasts in one day. Uh, $9,999. $9,999. I, I got it home, and the first one I got didn't work, and I had to take it back to a different Walmart that actually had one in stock. Wow. And, and somebody that had one in stock. And I somehow pulled it off. I had I went from I got one at the Macomb Walmart and then returned it to the Gelsberg Walmart and got had to swap it out there. Somehow. Mine was just a year later, it was the PlayStation Two. So I've been looking for launch systems ever since. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the nastiest I've oh, seen. Yeah, beyond nastiest. I mean I yeah, I mean, even in nineteen ninety nine I this was not like at eight in the morning or whatever. This was in the afternoon. I was still able to walk into a store and get one. So, yeah. I mean, the yeah, I remember on the harder. this is a this is a stupid example, but on the launch day of the Wii U, I went into a GameStop and was just like, "Do you guys have any?" He's like, "Oh, we got fifteen. You want one?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. You really want one of these? Like. Nobody else does. Yeah. Well, he probably knew. Well, since you're you, Caleb Caldwell, yes, of course. <laughs> my f- you can't say no to this. My first like actual at launch console though was had to be the PS4, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's that recent. Hmm. I w- I did stand in line with somebody to get a 360, but I didn't get one myself because I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think that the 360 and PS3 was was a was kind of crazy, not like this, but yeah, it was kind bad. of crazy. The Wii was the Wii was kind of nuts because like everybody in their mother owned a Wii by the end of it. Um, but this one just with like the inability to shop in a store or stumble upon a store or have a store hold them for the following morning's opening, mm-hmm. you know, things like things like that, just normal retail cadence. And just a bunch of savages out there refreshing pages. Like that it really screwed the market up this time around. It was just gross. Yeah, so. I don't think anybody had them in store. You couldn't even at this no, point, right. I don't I think mean, I still course. don't think you can walk into a store no, and get one. Oh no, up. I don't think so. Yeah, at Walmart at least they have signs up that say we we do not have these in stock uh at the store. They are all online. So yeah. we're still doing that. Target says that too. There you go. I mean, you want those people out of your store right now, you know, yeah. like, especially if you are a larger retailer where people are trying to buy toothpaste and like need actual things. Mm-hmm. You don't want that kind of madness in your store yeah, right now. I mean, there anyway. for a while, yeah, they you had don't. it on the front door. Like it was like, we do not have yeah. this. GameStops even say, we don't have these in stock. Like, yeah, please don't a- come in here. <laughs> especially yeah. if, please don't come in here and like sit and wait 
while we restock right. or anything. Well, cause... and that's the other thing too. Like for GameStop, a lot of the GameStops are think of their small footprint. Yeah, it's like we can have four customers in here at once. That's yeah. it because of their retail size, they just don't have the space to social distance. So yeah, they don't, they have to limit the amount of customers that come in the store. So for them, yeah, keep those people out. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that Logan. That was worth, that was worth talking about because mm-hmm. we all love final fantasy seven remake, obviously. Yeah. So I think if there was anything else worth mentioning in that show, that uh Kenna game, which I think looks Kenna good. Has, they have a release date for that now. It's a September, right? Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah, yeah I think that good. looks cool. Um, it is also only forty dollars. Hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, so it is. From what I understand, it is a smaller game. Like it's only supposed to be about ten to twelve hours. But hey, a ten to twelve hour game for forty dollars, I'll take yeah. it. Like that seems uh, reasonable. They also said that Oddworld will be a PS Plus game, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's worth noting. Mm. Yeah. We'll all play that just for that alone. Yeah, if, it's yeah, no I, cost. I wouldn't well. have played it probably right. if that was the case. Um, they have done a good job of PS Plus. I will say. I mean, even with last, this last month with Control Ultimate Edition being free. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe next month there's something decent too. I think it's Final Fantasy. It's Final Fantasy oh 7. right, yeah, it's Final yeah. Fantasy Seven is going to be on there, and uh, Xbox Games with Gold just shit yeah i mean i don't even know if that's a comparable product anymore because i I think game pass is more of their (laughs) but it's game pass ultimate that's the thing so you're paying you are paying more because you're paying 120 dollars a year for it if they if that's the thing then they just need to get rid of xbox live gold yeah they really do i think they're on their way don't you guys i I think so but that's what they've got to then truly they know where they it. want to spend their money, and it's on Game Pass. They know they've they got all these old cards out there floating yeah. around. There's just old old forms of currency. Like mm-hmm. once they feel like that, those are those are gone. Then they'll they'll flip that. Switch. Then they need to stop charging people to play online games. Then and just say, well, yeah, I mean, that part's free. They're not going to do that because Sony's not going to do that. You know, I so mean, at the same time, you can play them free on PC. So, and if that's the market that they're trying to be part of then either pull that those people over yeah. from Sony and say, hey, you can play stuff free over here. or They've already converted so many people to Game Pass that they're still going to be getting money from subscriptions from that. Right. Because it's like 120 If you're truly paying for Game Pass, it's, a, it's not 120 a year, is it? Or is it? It's 15 a month, I right? Know. I don't know. I, I don't know because I'm on that crazy so dollar yeah. extension. <laughs> yeah, me do. too. Which it's... I don't even know when that comes up. Is that this fall? I'm like, dude, I'm like locked up to 2022 or something like right. that. That's something a, crazy. It, if you're paying for Game Pass Ultimate right now at $15 a month at full price, it's $180 a year. Which is still three retail games, which you easily get that a year. Yeah. That value out of it. So, And the random indie game that I never would have played that has brought me more enjoyment than most other things is it usually makes one they're good for one of those a year yeah <laughs> thank you spirit fair yeah and ori last year actually so there's two there's two yeah those two huge huge games last yeah. year honestly mm-hmm. i really like cyber shadow so like i've already got a huge value out of that year. yeah i mean it's just it, you need to do like three or four games a year for me mm-hmm. and so i've already got one there and 
it, we're different kinds of consumers, but for a more casual gamer, the the value out of that is just insanity. You know what I mean? Like there's so much good stuff on there to play. Oh, a ton like, yeah. from the past few years, recent things like you could, there's a really good, there's a really good reason to do game pass. If you're not us, we do it just because we can't not, you know what I mean? It's just who mm. we are. <laughs> but yeah. for the average gamer, lots of good value there. Hell, every Bethesda game on there right now is. <laughs> yeah. And going forward, you know, like mm-hmm. the Xbox Studio stuff should be watched. That'll probably be the same time that, you know, they switch away from gold, period. But then you'll start to see all these acquired studios start to pump out projects like in the next year, year and a half, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that works. We ended up going longer than we thought we were. <laughs> But we always can find stuff. To talk that's about. true. No, we can always find problem. stuff to talk about. It's like when we don't see each other all week and it's like, Oh, Hey, what about this? <laughs> so, all, all right. right, I'll go prep my list boys. I'll go look at the wall, make some hard decisions, decide if three-year-old, two-year-old games are going to go on the list. And then if games from 2020 can be considered, I don't know. I, I think we're going to have, we're going to have to have a good discussion about this. Cause it is going to change a lot of our minds. I think on like, true recency bias versus like, Hey, this game was good for its time, but you know, so to be clear, Logan and I are putting ourselves inside of your head. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you, you, you guys are, I'm getting on the couch and I'm laying down <laughs> and you guys are going to, you guys are going to be my, my video game therapists and be, be the voice in my head of reason or like, mm-hmm. you know, help me like, this isn't, this is too high. This is too low. Or this is like your favorite systems we've heard you talk about over the years. Clearly this game means something to you. And then what does that mean in the scope of like, as I, this is what I'll do. As I look at my big list, I'm going to go into my game library app and make sure that like all my new stuff is in there Mm -hmm. from the past few years, make sure I've got all the new stuff. And then like, if I haven't slotted it yet, you know, like for example, death stranding, I haven't slotted death stranding. Mm -hmm. It's our collective game of the year. It was on my list, but is it a top 50 game for me? You know, probably not, but maybe if I look at the bottom of that list, maybe, you know? So those kind of decisions, like new games like that, that I haven't, I haven't put on there that mm-hmm. I need to consider. So we'll see. And then there's a couple of bangers that I just, I don't know. Can they get past Persona 5? We'll see. There's a wall there. There's usually a wall of that like top, you know, 10, 10. or 8. Persona's or sitting at 10. Persona 5 is sitting at number 10. And nothing like The Witcher did not. Nope. Can't get past it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Floating around there nope. at 12. Like, mm, yeah. no. I love you, Geralt. No. No. No, thanks. Cyberpunk, though. Woo. Flying right by it. Flying right by it in the garbage can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the trash can. We'll have to see. Maybe that update will come sometime, and we'll actually go back to it. I don't know. I forget about that game when we talk about this year. Like our little plan to visit that later. <laughs> oh man, I hope yeah, I don't forget. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's it's staring. I value at me. my time. <laughs> I uh, I'm looking at it. It stares at me all day. The, the stupid yellow side of that case. It's bright. It's bright because it's just sitting there. Oh, it's uh, not up on your wall, Logan. No, 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 no. It is in a small 
section of like my just hey games that I'm currently messing with. There is Jason's copy of N MK Ultimate sitting right beside that, along with my GameFly, like you know, wrapper. <laughs> that is what. So that oh, and uh, Yakuza is there too. But um, and then over on the PlayStation side is just Two K. That's all that's sitting over there. <laughs> mm. But we'll. Oh, see. Jason, did you you didn't start Little Nightmares yet? No. Okay. No. Once Persona Five came, it was like or Strikers came, it was like, well, well, this is all I'm doing. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, I have that. Just let me know if you need it back because I okay. will play it eventually, but I don't know when. So, if you need it back, let me know. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's go get some of that delicious rotisserie chicken that you can have any day of the week. Bring back all those solid memories. Even on Sundays. Even on Sundays. So it could be next Sunday. We could just be sitting here dipping rotisserie chicken and gravy. I don't know. See. but this On the been... seventh day, the Lord rested. Mm -hmm. And he got himself some rotisserie chicken. This has been Master of the Hockey Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.